It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you, Vanessa. A text line from Oscar says, I'm wondering why in the 1987 World Cup, so you've obviously been going back through a bit of history here, all the teams were wearing white clothing. I thought that coloured clothing came into one day in international cricket a lot earlier. It actually came in in 2000. So all ODI cricket since December 2000 has been played in coloured clothing. Um, before that, whites were... Um, in vogue, so to speak. So cricket whites all the way up to December 2000. I would have thought the same, Oscar. That's a that's a good one to make us think outside the square this morning, which is what we're doing right here on SEN. Scotty Bailey joins me from AAP. Good morning, Scott. Morning, Matty. How you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. Hey, we were having a chat this morning. I was I was thinking out loud, especially off the push from the WBBL. Thunder and Sixes to try and get a, a record crowd to the SCG for the stadium series. It's been it's been really hard to find any WBBL crowd numbers this year. What what does your intel at AAP tell you? Yeah, so they they definitely publicised them for the New South Wales matches. I've covered the vast majority of the ones in Sydney, and um, we're certainly told the crowd in the media box. I, I assume that's the same around the country. Whether the crowd gets published is, a, is another story. I know, frankly, I don't tend to write the crowd into my story just because I don't believe it's significant enough part of the story. To, you know, if they got 20,000 in the game, you're right. If, if they got one person in the game, you're right. But if you get two and a half hours, in which you know, I think is the average at North Sydney overall thereabouts this year, it's sort of, I don't consider it worthy enough to have a story to be, you know, and not, that's not to say it's not a good crowd. It's just not notable as far as the story goes, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're certainly available. I think yes, North Sydney Oval tend to get two and a half. I think they got fifteen hundred out at Cricket Central at Silverwater on Saturday, which I'm surprised you could fit that many into that ground, given it's essentially it's the corner where fans can sit. But um, yeah, the stadium series is interesting because it's sort of like like you say, they're trying to break a record of fifteen and a half thousand at the SCG on Sunday. Cricket Australia has been pretty hesitant to say what crowds they want at the MCG in Adelaide Oval and to the there also the SCG before these comments the other day. Um, because, you know, my, my gut feel is that, yeah, anything below 10 would be a failure, for being honest. It would be very disappointing. Uh, anything close to 20 would be an excellent result. 14, 15 is about par. I'm not sure if I'll get it. Um, and, and it sort of dictates where the future of this competition goes in some ways because, like, I know the... Uh, clubs like the Adelaide Strikers who would love to use the Adelaide Oval all the time. Uh, for the Sydney clubs, I think the SCGs, that just the cost of operating it would be difficult to go there a lot. But like, you know, my gut feel is this competition is going to go shorter next year to a 40-game regular season, the same as the men. 
and ideally Cricket Australia have this idea where um, you know probably two I'd say two fifths to a half of matches so 20 25 ma- oh, sorry 15 to 20 matches are played in uh, the big stadiums the rest remain in your suburban ground so it's, it's kind of it's, it's a really important weekend for the WBBL actually. Mm, yeah, and they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they if they don't go there, they'll never know. As in the stadium series, I, I mm. like the I like the fact that they're doing it. But when they do go there, and you know, you're playing at the MCG, hundred thousand seat stadium, and if they've got ten thousand there, it's always going to look bad, and that's going to be the highlight. And and the point of this mm. discussion this morning was not to highlight that; it was to say, okay, well. Where are the numbers, first of all, as in where are we at and what can we genuinely mm. expect if we if it's very, very hard to find the numbers? I was watching, um, mate, excuse me, it was either Sixers or Thunder. It was against the Hobart Hurricanes last week, but it was down there in Tassie and there was there were next to no people there and just on the coverage it yeah. just looked it just looked really really ordinary and it makes you wonder, you know, you've got to say, for instance, this afternoon you've got a match out there at Cricket Central at 3 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. I mean, you know, what are you going to get out of that aside from coverage on TV, which is great for us to watch, but Thunder playing the Strikers on a Tuesday <clears> afternoon at 3 o'clock, it, it's sort of a bit weird, this whole scheduling thing. Yeah. I mean, the schedule has improved somewhat from last year, but there's still yeah, some issues there. Like, I think the biggest challenge they've got is, so we talk about playing in suburban grounds, but there's no light for the world of these suburban grounds, so therefore you can't play the game in prime time, which is when ideally you'd be playing these games. North Sydney Oval obviously being the exception, but it's the same at Junction in Melbourne. Um, so then you end up with a lot of Monday night games in Hobart, which just notoriously does not get crowds. It's, it's, let's be honest, it's really poor down there, um, the crowds they're getting. So I think part of the solution long-term is, and there was a bit of pushback from the States this year because Cricket Australia wanted to go to the 40-game system and there were two states, uh, my understanding, who, who pushed back on a, a bit concerned about the AFLW being able to take over October. And the uh, domestic players who don't play international level, a lot of them were pretty keen to go a longer season unless there was a suitable replacement um, for them, you know, something else for them to play because this is their, this is their number one right, event, right? This is the pinnacle of their summer. So but ideally, I think Cricket Australia thinks if you go to a 40-game season, you could then have... Yeah, effectively Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday games. You get rid of these midweek games that are, let's be honest, they're just the fat on top of the of the um, on top of the meal, and uh, yeah, don't get crowds. All of a sudden, if you do that, the competition looks in far better shape than what it probably is at the moment. I would suggest. Yeah, your thoughts around Australia spinning from a World Cup win to a five-game T20 series. Um, we'll have some players coming home, of course, the coach as well, but. It's kind of like talking about filling the coffers. I mean, it's it's kind of like, what? why are we doing this yeah. so quickly? <laughs> we know why we're doing it, because India want to do it. They'll get big money out of it. And there's big broadcast money around the world of it. But it's a it's another weird one. It, it's just like, you know, sort of overcooking things a little bit too much. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if we thought the uh, Australia v England ODI series out here last summer was low profile and... Uh, let's be honest, a little bit of a waste of space, then this series coming up is you know, even more so. A couple of things to look out for. Steve Smith stays in there, stays over there for at least the few, first few matches. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves India after, say, the first three, but um, he'll likely open the batting in at least a couple of these games, which is a bit of an eye towards next year's T20 World Cup. If you cast your mind back to last summer, 
uh, Smith was fit for the Sydney Sixers, but was left out of some of the games for Australia at the World Cup that's gone just before that. He he has spoken about Oakley being his ideal position um, in T20 cricket. There is a World Cup in the Caribbean and the Amer- and USA next June, so there's a bit of an eye towards that for Australia. So there's that part of it. Um, you know, Travis Head stays over there. Warner at this stage is staying over there. So. They're the things to look forward to, but yeah, Maddie, at 12.30 on Friday morning, Australian mm. time, this could be, besides from the Bangladesh series, if you recall a couple of years ago, wasn't even on TV, uh, this could be very closely followed as the uh, least watched Australian series in a long time. <laughs> Testing the patience and the patriotism, I think, especially after the, the come down mm. of uh, the other night's adventures as well. Just a quick one on, on rugby league, mate. Um probably more so on what's been happening in rugby union. So we had salary cap exemptions exemptions as all the talk, which was rugby league to a T. Just, you know, jump on board and let's talk about this issue. And meanwhile, Rugby Australia, which is undergoing its own dramas, has said, no, nah, no, nah, we, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not buying any more players. We don't have the money and we've got to get ourselves sorted first. Does this mean the NRL backs off or was it all just hot air in the first place? <laughs> Uh, do you think Peter Valini's backs off for anything? No, it just won't mean Yarnall backs off. <laughs> so they will, they, they, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, Rugby Australia engaged in a fight uh, nine or so months ago when they paid massive overs to, for Joseph Suoliti, or maybe not massive overs, but big money for Joseph Suoliti, and Rugby League is and will respond. Look, it's interesting to see how the NRL you know, plays this because it looks to me as if it will be a case of... Um, sort of similar to uh, long-term players at clubs or developed players at clubs where you get a little bit of salary cap dispensation. So um, up to, I think it's 300,000. I haven't got the figures in front of me, but it's, you know, essentially you can get a certain percentage of their, of their salary um, above your cap. And I think the NRL will introduce a similar rule uh, for that for players who have come from other codes. There's a commission meeting next month where this will be discussed. It's, I don't know if it'll be if it will be implemented straight away, but they'll certainly come up with a plan. And yeah, Maddie, I think the NRL is never one to back away from the fight. I don't see them backing away from this one. So rugby might have backed out of this, but I don't think we'll see a ceasefire from the NRL. Yep, yep. Very good call on PVL. Mate, uh, I know that this is the last time that we'll chat on this show this year because you're going to head off to a break and I'm going at the end of next week. So I just wanted to say just uh, personally, but also on behalf of our listeners, thanks so much for everything that you do for our little show, mate. Your knowledge, your input, your availability. You've been everywhere this year and you always take the time to have a chat to us. So we really appreciate it. Have a great break. Have an awesome Christmas and hopefully we can chat again next year. Pleasure, Matty. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy some time at Manly Beach. And I'll, um, yeah, I'll chat to you in the new year. Thank you, mate. Good man. Thank you. Scott Bailey there. We really do appreciate it um, across absolutely everything. And good to get those insights too on the WBBL crowds as well. And, yeah, a shorter schedule next year might make those those games that just pop out of nowhere and are on a Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock, for instance, at a venue that doesn't have the lights, that has the capacity for broadcast, maybe that's the best way to go. And also some insights into the T20 and how long does Steve Smith stay around for this five-game series against India. Thank you, Scotty. We really do appreciate it, mate. 0457 736 736 is our text line. one three hundred o one eleven seventy. 
on the open line. Pick up and give me your call today on any sporting issue or any issue outside of sport. Can we break the sporting lull? What have you got for me? Hit me up on the phone line.